welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. You can find our podcast Instagram at Happy and Single. And today is episode 79, and it's entitled, How Do, How do I Make People Like Me? I know for many singles out there, there's many people that feel alone. They feel that they just can't connect, whether it's with the opposite sex, you know, trying to attract somebody into their life, or even just with friends. And the truth is, you can't make people like you. You could do everything in the world that you think you had to do in order to please somebody, and they might still not like you. When I think about the most important thing to do when it comes to this question, it's more about liking ourselves, guys. I'll be honest. I have a very, very, very small circle of friends, a slightly larger, a pretty large group of acquaintances. But I don't don't have that many people that I keep super close to me. And it would be nice... If I had people around me that were, you know, like-minded and, you know, on the same path that I am, but it's okay if I don't. I don't get to control what I do. And if you're ever thinking about changing everything about you so you can attract the person, whether it's the person of your dreams or whether it's even just a better friend group, I wouldn't do it. Do you know, I share this sometimes, and I've probably shared this before, but I've, I've truly been told from a friend, a very close friend, that somebody once told him, hey, a lot more people would enjoy being around Joseph if he was less energetic, less optimistic, and he wasn't so picky about who he dated. Now, I honestly, I look at those things as compliments. If that's what I've got to change to be around other people, then the price is too high. Because you know what happens when you are your true self? The right type of people come into your life. I like to use the story of an early prophet named Joseph Smith. Now, you may have heard of him before, but... You know, he was the person that saw God the Father in Jesus Christ and later on was instructed to restore the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But that caused a lot of pain and a lot of challenges in his life. And for quite some time, he had hardly any friends and everybody was mean to him because he was true to what he knew. Now, there came a point in his life, not even like many years later, When those people that were his people began to be attracted to him. And everybody wanted to be around him. Everybody wanted to be around him. That were his people. Meaning he had so many, like there were plenty of people that badmouthed him in the world. But everybody that really connected with him, they just loved being around him. Now, having people in my life that I can connect to like that and that I can call and you know talk to and I would much rather have very very few people that like me 
if it means I get to have that peace. Because I can't control it, guys. If, if tons and tons of people want to like me and enjoy my company for who I am, but the second you want me to change, I'm sorry. You're just not one of my people. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean I'm rude. That doesn't mean I'm mean. I, I've done it the other way, guys. I've done it the way where I've just felt like I had to... You, you feel like you almost have to try to change, and it's just, it's just off. Like there's just something, it just feels off. It's like a note that is, you know, just a little bit off tune. You can tell when a guitar is off tune. You can tell when your life's off tune as well. No, you might be sitting there saying, Joseph, well, no, I don't want to be told to just be happy being the way I am. I really want people to like me. Well, there are some other things that you can do. You can serve people. You can be super interested in people. But at the end of the day, you can't force anybody to like you. The best advice I've ever received in my life was make yourself as attractive as possible. That's all I got, guys. There are certain things I can't control, you know, even talking a little bit more about how do I make the opposite sex like me. Become the most amazing person that you can be, that you're happy with. We think we have to be all these other things to get somebody to like us. And even if you got them by being somebody you're not, you're going to be miserable. No, I'm not saying you can't you know, change your life and improve your circumstances. There's a wonderful, wonderful book. I actually just finished recording in the studio of As a Man Thinketh, and it should be on Audible shortly. But I, there's so many amazing things in there. And there is truth. Like As we grow in the world, pe- other people are going to be attracted to us. No, I think there are things there about being kind, being friendly, and really caring about people. You know, that's one of the things that, well, I mean, there's plenty of times that I'm happy to listen to somebody. If somebody wants to have a deep conversation with me, I'm generally open to it. If they're just trying to, if they're just trying to make conversation, I'm not very good at that. I never have been because I don't, I don't care about the mundane things. But one time somebody pointed out to me, some those mundane things are what represents someone else's life. If they're taking the time to share those things with you, if they're, if they're taking the time to share about their lives, if you slow down and listen, And if you become one of the best listeners, there will be a lot of people that want to talk to you. Now, as I said, listening to people's, and I called it mundane life, but that's what our life is made of. It's kind of made somewhat of the mundane. 
And they're talking about whatever excites them. I, I also want to point out that one of the purposes of these podcasts is to get your minds to slow down enough so that the Spirit can tell you what, is, what it is that you need to do. You know, one thing I was directed to do recently was simply to reach out to people in my church unit, which, you know, we call wards. Is to reach out to people in my church unit and simply just say, hey, how are you? What's going on in your life? Tell me what you're up to. No, there's plenty of times that that person doesn't even bother calling back and that's totally fine. The only thing that you have any responsibility for in your life is you. You are given impressions. You are given directions. And you can't control anything else. You have zero control over what anyone else does in their lives. And the more that you think you have control over somebody else, the more you don't. Now, I will also say that, you know, I mentioned the whole optimistic, energetic, too picky comment. Now, at the same point, I, I understand on one hand the energetic comment. Because there are times in my life that I have been just like over the top with energy. And there's sometimes it's real. And there's plenty of times that it's probably also been a little bit fake. Tony Robbins talks about an exercise that you basically talk at a, a level 10 of energy. Well, there were times I just kind of got stuck there. And I stayed there more so because I was uncomfortable. It's like sometimes even now when I'm uncomfortable, I start talking really fast. Because we don't want to look stupid. And we, we actually want to look smart, but... If you've ever been out with somebody and tried to impress them, you know how that goes. True wisdom comes from the Spirit. What is it that you can do to make somebody else like you? Well, the other way to look at that question is to simply ask the Spirit. And simply to ask the question, well... Heavenly Father, how do I create a better circle of friends that are my people? The people that you're just, you know, if you've ever watched the show Friends or How I Met Your Mother or any of those, I think sometimes we watch those shows because we're like, those type of friend groups exist? I've never been involved in one of those type of friend groups. What if we ask the question? Hey, how do I attract those people into my life? People that I just can't get enough of spending time with. While friendships do take work, I don't think they should take massive amounts of work. And if you're the one putting in all the, all the work, that's not generally a very good friendship. So. Every question that you have, you know, as it says in James 1.5, if you seek wisdom, ask of God. They give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not. 
So he gives to all of us liberally. When we counsel with him and when we're open to receiving, I think sometimes we don't want to listen because it, it, it takes too long. I want you to think about for yourself. What are the type of things that you like somebody to do in a friendship? Well, it's pretty cool when they're interested in what we're interested in. I remember a story, and there's a wonderful book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And one of the things he talks about is this, this story of this man that's a salesman just coming in and talking to this little boy about what he's interested in. And if you don't know what to talk to somebody about, talk to them about themselves. Everybody's favorite subject is themselves. No matter what. Now, I also want to say, I think, we can learn and listen from other people. And we can be kind. There are certain things about ourselves that really would make us better people to change. Maybe people feel that we're too harsh at times. Maybe we're being too intense. Maybe we're... I, I don't know what it is for you guys. I think our own personal judgments come into play as well. If I think that everybody should act a certain way, and if they don't, I'm going to not treat them well, that's on me. I mean, for years I did. I, I thought that the world worked a certain way until, as Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And what are the things in this moment that you feel you could do to make yourself a better person? There's a phrase that I really like that is basically to reach the fullness of the measure of our creation. That's why each of us are here. And I find the more and more that we turn to the Spirit, the more we turn to the Lord, the more he directs us how to do that. As I'm sitting here and thinking about how this really affects me, the times that people connect with me the most are the times when I'm just being nice. And I'm trying to, and I'm trying to just connect and serve other people. Because when I'm focused on other people, I'm not focused on me. Anytime I start focusing too much on me, I get lost and things don't work out so well. I mean, like, I remember an experience. Now, I am super, super, super competitive. You have to understand that. And we were having this, um, you know, this, this set of games, like almost like the Olympics at our church one time. And it was interesting because my, my initial reaction is, hey, 
I'm I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna crush everybody, and that that is like there there's a portion of me that that's me. But at this time, I I just realized like other people need wins in life too, and and my life is honestly really really good. I have an amazing life. I am so blessed. I am so grateful. And you know what I did? Instead of jumping into my super competitive self, I allowed other people to experience some of these games first. And then if, and then if there were time for me, I allowed myself to do it too. Every single person around you is facing a battle that you know nothing about. And the more that you just seek to listen and, and care for other people, try to figure out what's going on in their lives. You know, sometimes people think it's like, you know, you, you could ask them, hey, well, how's things going for your coworkers? What's going on in their life? Because I know there's a lot of friction sometimes that happens for people at work. And it's like, well, when's the last time you ask about their dreams, their hobbies, their, their anything? And the, answer, and the answer is usually like, well, why would I do that? Well, because they're people too. When you ask about things that other people are interested in, they tend to talk a long time. If somebody makes the mistake of asking me about any of the stuff that I talk about, I can go on for hours. But I think it also comes back to just how you're guided, how you're directed, how you're how you're anything. Like we really are, we're so guided and guided and directed, but there's such simple steps that we miss them. I mean, as I said, like one thing that came to me is simply call just a few people a day from my church unit. And that's been really cool. I, I have. I had, I've had the opportunity to connect with a few different people and have some really cool conversations. Well, you're being guided and directed as well. But it's so subtly that we miss it. It's like last night I was, I was working on this design for this book cover for the audiobook that I mentioned. And I was told, like, hey, go, like, you know, I just, I just felt the spirit say, hey, go to this website and get the picture. And now there's a website, it's called Unsplash, and there's, and they have free pictures. But I have a bunch of pictures on another paid site that I've already paid for and that are usually better. Well, after, after some time of scanning all kinds of pictures on this paid site, I finally listened and go figure. I type it in, I scroll down and oh, well, there's the exact picture. And I just knew, oh, there's the picture. <laughs> Guys, I, I know I come back to this, vo this, the spirit a lot because that's everything. It's interesting. I'm having to pause this podcast a lot just to kind of see what's coming through. Because this is a subject 
that I just don't think that much about anymore. I, I am so happy being myself. And yes, it would be wonderful to have it, an incredible, amazing group of friends. But I also just don't care. You know, it, the, at least for me, the Savior, Jesus Christ, is my example in all things. Well, it's interesting because he had a super close inner circle of three people, Peter, James, and John. He had a slightly larger circle of 12 people. And then, you know, some other people probably fell in those categories too. But other than that, everybody else was just an acquaintance. Like, he didn't make it a big deal to go out and try to win over friends. He was just himself. And when you're just yourself, number one, you're happy because you're you. I mean, I, I really do, guys. I love my life. And I'm totally happy spending all kinds of time by myself. But this is, this, this is taking years to get to where I'm at. Because we think we have to have other things in order to be happy. We think we have to have friends. We have to have people around us. And it's like, well, that's what we're taught. That's what psychology teaches us if we don't have friends. And that's what life's for. And we, we got to have close people around us. Well, yeah, it makes life better. But the quickest way to attract more of your people into your life or to become more of your people, become, sorry, become more like yourself. The more you know who you are, the more other people are going to be attracted to you that are your people. We try to impress all these people around us. It's like, I, I don't remember if this is a Jerry Seinfeld quote or somebody else's quote. Um, but I've, I've looked it up before and I haven't really been able to find the, uh, the person it was. So if you know who it is, then feel free to say so on the comments. But it basically says, you know, we go out and we buy all these things to impress people that we don't even like. Well, it's the same way. What do I have to do to get this person to like me? What do I have to do to get, you know... Johnny to like me? What do I have to do to get th these guys to hang out with me? It doesn't matter. Those are questions that are coming from a desperation place. You don't want to create almost anything out of desperation when it comes to relationships. You want to create from a beautiful feeling. It's like when I get so intense and Oh, just you just think so much on these podcasts and think too hard about the next right thing to say. And instead of just relaxing and laughing and having a good time. I mean, we're we're all so focused on just trying to do everything the right way. And for me, it's just, okay, am I saying the right thing for the people listening? That's really what it comes down to for me. Do I am I having anything worthwhile to say in this moment? But guys, relaxing and, and playing and having fun and 
just being a fun person, I, I will share, especially for every girl out there, if you develop a playful attitude in your life and a playful, just like that playful fun, playful smile, playful glance, you will attract so many more guys than you could ever imagine. I mean, there was one particular girl that I knew was not, 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 not good for me. And she actually came on very strong and I, and, and she was also like stunning and gorgeous and I mean, everything, but the spirit said, Hey, this, no, this isn't the girl for you. Don't do it. Oh my goodness. With her level of playfulness and everything else that was mixed into that. Oh, I wanted that so bad. That was, that was one of those really, really hard decisions I had to make. I, I just couldn't do it. But the point of saying that is like her playfulness was off the charts amazing. And so don't take life so seriously. When we take life so seriously, like everybody else has so much serious stuff going on in their life. Well, at least that they think is serious. They don't want you to come in as a serious relationship. Even when it comes to actual relationships, like, yeah, once you're, once you want to be exclusive, like fine, have a serious relationship, but up until then, just have fun, go play. When you are playful, when you are enjoying life, I mean, why do we love little kids? We love little kids simply because they remind us of the spirit of play. I mean, my, my nieces and nephews are just amazing. And there's a certain attribute about the playfulness level of my little nephew, Austin. I, I call him Aussie. Aussie is just so much fun and he's so playful and he's just so carefree. And you know, some of the older ones have started to get a bit more serious now and uh, no, uh, and a little less playful. But he just brings out the happy, the happy person in me. Guys, I can tell you, if you can make people feel as good and as happy as a little child, you will have more friends than you know what to do with. I don't have that yet. I have that happiness in me, but as far as that, the playfulness of my little five-year-old nephew, Aussie, I don't have it yet. It's, I'm getting there, but it's like we learned so much silly stuff over the years that we forget how to be playful and have fun. I think it's George Bernard Shaw that says, we don't, get, we don't stop playing because we get old. We, we get old because we stop playing. Now, if you were out there having the time of your life, everybody will take notice. Everybody will see, like, we can tell what true joy is and we can tell what fake joy is. And if you think people can't tell the difference, they can. What would it be like to develop this just playful, cheerful, joyful attitude? 
Another example I think of is Mickey Mouse in the in the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, the Fantasia part. I actually have a Mickey Mouse doll, the Fantasia version, on my. Well, it's a stuffed animal. Doll sounds kind of weird, but it, it's a stuffed animal that sits on my shelf. And when I look at it, which isn't very often, it reminds me to be playful. It reminds me to have fun. It reminds me this life was meant to be enjoyed. And when you're truly enjoying your life, other people are going to want to get on that ship. Other people are going to want to be around you. I mean, you know, even I mentioned Joseph Smith earlier. Joseph Smith was a very, very joyful person. He, He was even said to have, you know, said he loved to make all the fun he could for little kids. Probably because he was a little bit of a little kid himself. And you know when I'm happy? When I'm a little kid. When I'm, when I'm going and doing the things that are just awesome and fun and enjoyable and exciting. All of those amazing things. But we're so worried about how people are going to see us. I mean, recently, I did this, uh, as I mentioned, I did this recording of As a Man Thinketh. And, and Heavenly Father just t- told me, hey, go do this. Why did I do it? Well, I didn't feel there was a very good version of As a Man Thinketh. But funny enough, we're so self-critical that, you know, we start, we, we play, we have fun. And I went in, I did this recording, and then I started editing it, editing it. And I heard every tiny nuance in my voice. Every tiny nuance. Now, funny enough, there wasn't even enough for my sound program to pick up that there was any nuance in the voice. There was nothing. But when I would hear it, I would hear stuff. So I sent it out to a few people and they all actually said there wasn't a, yeah, there wasn't a single tongue click or a single mouth noise or anything in there. And I was like, really? Are you sure? Did you, can you listen again? Well, when we start doing that, we take out the play, we take out the joy, we take out the excitement of life. I think it was Fran Tarkenton that said, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. If you're going about connecting with people and getting them to like you in a non-fun way, you're doing it all wrong. People want to be around those people that are just having a good time that aren't going to drag them down. They got enough things in life that drag them down. If you're, if you're going to go into a situation and try to drag them down, that's not going to work out very well. But if you start throwing yourself into the things that you love in your life, well, chances are you're going to meet other people that love those same things. And those are the best kind of friends. The best kinds of friends are those that are just, it's cool, yeah, well, we're just going to go do you know, we're going to go play this. Like I was talking to a, you know, a, a person that said they'd become a good friend with someone. And then they just started playing, you know, a sport together. And then they kept playing, kept playing, kept playing and became better and better friends. The best way to get people to like you is go live your life. That is the fastest way to get people to like you. Well, it's also the best because all you got to go do out, all you got to do is go out and live your life. I mean, how awesome is that? And, you know, and along the way, be nice to people, be kind, be friendly, and also set boundaries. 
I set boundaries. I have to set boundaries. And, and I've even set boundaries because just because somebody wants me in their life doesn't mean I want them in my life. Now, that sounds very harsh, but I was reading in uh, Lindsay Sterling's biography. She's a famous electronic, electric dancing violinist. I was reading in her biography, like, she loves her fans, but she's got to draw a line. I mean, she says at church, she doesn't, she won't sign autographs, she just wants to be at church. And then she says when she's at home, you know, and when she's going to her hotel or when she's, and, and so, like, you got to set boundaries, guys. I'm just telling you, especially if you're a good-hearted, good-natured person. Because there's so many people out there struggling that they could really benefit from your friendship. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, giving them time with a lunch or a few hours. Um, but there does come a point you have to draw boundaries. And, and I, I just have. I've had to do this in my life and, and, and it almost killed me to do it. But I just had to make that choice. And the interesting thing is, I, I had felt really guilty about doing it. And I was talking with my coach, and I know how Heavenly Father speaks to me. I know how he tells me, hey, Joseph, this is, this is okay. You're on the right track. And there's a beautiful peace that comes with it. Now, one of the people that I've had to make boundaries with could probably benefit from my friendship. And I, I know that sounds lame, but you guys can think whatever you want. And there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from your friendship. But it has to work two ways. A friendship where only one friend is getting what they want or need out of a, a friendship is not a friendship. I mean, you can stay in it if you want whether it's a friendship, whether it's a relationship, no matter what it is. You, you don't have, like, and, and I'm even just going to say here, because it's coming to my mind, if you're a single parent out there, or I know a lot of people listen to this that aren't even single, um, the best way to get your kids to like you is to like yourself, to be an example of the things that you want to do in your life to live your adventure, to take your journeys, to do the things that you love to do, that will be so much more than any words you could ever say. It's like the phrase, your example, or your actions speak so loudly, I can't hear your words, or something along those lines. You guys know what I'm saying. Be an example. Go live your life. Go have fun. Just because you're a parent does not mean that you can't go have fun and live your life. And if you think it does, I would invite you, um, just so you guys understand, at least where I'm currently at in my life, I, I take almost an entire hour off every day during the workday and write songs. I write music. Now, sometimes that works out very well. Other times I'm so worried about writing the right thing that it doesn't work out very well. The reason, like, if you're unhappy in life and if you feel like you need friends to be happy, it's probably because you're not living the life that you want to live anyways. 
I mean, or you might be holding on so strongly to the thought that you need friends in order to be happy because some stupid person along the way said that to you. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to have amazing, incredible friends and you're going to attract those the more you live your life. So once again, like, go live your life. How do I get people to like me? Go live your life and the right people will like you. And you know what? It does not matter whatever you do in your life. No matter what choice you make, there are going to be some people that just are not going to like it. I I truly do. I have people that have got upset at me for being too calm with them and simply saying, Joseph, you just don't understand how life works. That's their choice. Why? My job is not to convince the world that they have to see the world the way I see it. That sounds like a pretty cruddy job. My job as I see it is to show up and see what I, what, to, to share what I see in the world. And those people that find that helpful, awesome. And those people that don't find that helpful, awesome. I am not on a crusade. My mission is simply to share with people they can be happy no matter whatever's happening happening in their life. If they choose to to not accept that, if they choose to not believe that, that's up to them. Why would I waste any time arguing with somebody that doesn't want to see that? It took me years to see different things in my life. So if you're trying to argue your point with everybody so they'll see it your way, you're probably going to be miserable. You've got to see it other people's way. I'm not saying you have to believe them. I'm not saying you have to agree with them. I'm just saying there really is something about seeing what somebody else is saying. There's a power that comes in that. So, but I... I don't have any choice. I don't, even when the Savior was here and his mission was far more important than mine, just to be very clear. All he did was invited people and said, hey, come and see. You know, it's like, it's like a good movie. We're like, hey, dude, I saw this awesome movie. You should go watch it. And your friend's like, well, I'm not watching that movie. You, You could sit here all day and try to convince me to watch that movie. And I'm still not going to watch it. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I, it's interesting when, I don't know, like, so people, there are some people in the world that enjoy drama. I don't want to play that game anymore. I used to be that guy. I really did. So, There is no judgment if anyone ever does come to me and say, Joseph, I don't want to believe what you have to say, and you are stupid. (laughs) Like, I've been that person before. I mean, on my mission, I, I, I did. I tried to convince people of what I believed until I realized it didn't work, and then I simply started to invite people and say, hey, there's some really cool stuff I could share with you if you want to hear. So stop trying to convince everybody to see the world the way you see it. You can't. 
And stop trying to control anybody else's mood around you because you can't. The more you understand that the more you like you, often the more other people that are your people are going to like you. And even if they don't, guess what? You still like you. And that is a win. So I want you to think about and just ponder for a moment on what has come to your mind as I've talked today. I mean, for me, it was just, I mean, if you go back and listen, you'll hear a change in the recording of probably about 20 minutes ago of remembering, oh, wait a second, I'm supposed to be having fun. Because I was being so serious about, oh, well, I gotta, I gotta make sure the perfect thing gets in here. Well, I could probably take that to other people and other relationships and not worrying so much about the perfect expression on my face or anything else like that. I could simply go into the world and have fun and live my life and the right people are going to come into my life. Stop, stop taking life so seriously. It doesn't get us anywhere. Go play. Go have fun. That's where the amazing ideas that come from. It really is. I mean, it's like one of the songs, me and this, uh, I'm, I'm working with another songwriter. And we started to record. Well, we haven't recorded yet. We started to write. We just started messing around. And it's like, well, let's just play. And all of a sudden, like, we would have some rule or something, you know, come in our head and stop us. And it's like, well, let's just play. Let's not worry about the rules. We don't have to worry about the rules of music. Let's just play and see what comes out. And we actually, we created a really cool story arc, which now we can write a song around. Guys, go have fun. Go live your adventure. Go enjoy life. And please, if you are truly not enjoying life, and if you listen to these and be like, this guy's got to be fake. There is no way in the world anybody could be this happy. Um, years ago, I would agree with you. Now, I truly am happy. I have my challenges. I have my hard times. But I'm happy. So if you don't feel that way, come join me on the, the Happy and Single Call I host every Monday. It was at 10 a.m. Now it's generally at 11 a.m. Arizona time. And there's another call that I host. It's at, on a website called heartfeltpresence.org. And that one's at, on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Arizona time. And you're welcome to come talk to me on either of those calls. They're both free and we could talk, we could play, we can have fun, we could just enjoy. And I'd love to, and I'd love to meet you guys. But once again, what is it that you have felt inspired to do as you have listened today to the podcast? Go and do it. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching time with me depending on how many people are in the call. 
Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one -on -one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.